0: Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia-tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards, and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm here with Dan, joined as always, by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today?
1: Today we played Gunstar Heroes for the Sega Genesis. Gunstar Heroes is the story of Contra. Oh, I never know what to say to you. You were expecting to just have like a couple, like a 30 second break there while I just said a whole bunch of stuff. So I tricked you with a nice short one this time.
0: I was expecting something dumb to come out of your mouth. Well, as standard fare these days seems to be. And I never know. I realized I was thinking about it this week, actually um that i never know what to say to you <laughs> when we <laughs> open these podcasts
1: anymore <laughs> you're just expecting me to say what game we're playing and then and it just goes off the rails real if you get off the rails instantly then there's no expectations for the rest of the episode <laughs> we just get rid of all all of the people who don't want to be here just right off the bat
0: yeah what's this worth it or worthless that nope nope, nope. don't think so turn it off
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Gunstar Heroes, it's a Sega Genesis game. It's a running gun game, kind of like Contra. Yeah. uh, From the creators of Contra 3. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people really like this game. I am one of those people. Really? I had a really good time.
0: You heard it here first, people. Jordan's going to pay at least $3 for this one.
1: (laughs) This is actually only the (laughs) second time in my life that I've ever played this game. I put a solid five to ten minutes in when we did our top <laughs> Well, what do we did like our top 15 sega genesis desert island games or whatever i think we managed to put 10 games on that list yeah maybe 10 <laughs> okay this was on that list and so i had to play it um because yeah. you, you put it on the list and so i, I had to play it a little bit and i had a good time but then today playing it in co-op um and we played through the entire game beat the game and quote unquote well okay beat the game <laughs> saw the end of the game you know <laughs> we we didn't use any cheats uh, it, d- it depends on how you define cheats. We use save states, and rewind a tiny <laughs> bit of rewind. Not obsessively, not very often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so, what is Gunstar Heroes? You mentioned Contra. It is yes. very Contra. What is Gunstar Heroes for? Maybe th- I feel like I feel like if you're in the retro gaming scene. Like, you know about Gunstar Heroes, but if you're not really deep into it, you probably it's like maybe you've heard of it, but you don't really know what it was because this
1: is the first time I've
0: played through this game.
1: Oh, look at that. So this is a game that is on like if you ever go on the Internet, which is, I know, a crazy thing to do in 2020, but imagine that you went on the Internet, maybe on Google, maybe on YouTube, which is owned by Google, and you typed in top 10 sega genesis games it seems like this game pops up on almost every single list
0: yeah yeah these days it's one of those games where i feel like i had only ever heard like five years ago five plus years ago i'd only ever heard maybe like one person ever bring up gunstar heroes and now i feel like it is in every video or everybody's like top mega drive genesis lists
1: This is not a game that I remember ever hearing about when I was a kid. It's not a game that I ever remember hearing about until, um, I don't know, when we did that episode, maybe. I mean, I probably saw it when I was poking around for stuff on social media or whatever, but I don't know. This is one of those games that kind of flew under the radar, but Mm -hmm. pleasantly surprised by it.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you want to just jump into what the game did well? Yeah, let's just jump right
1: in. top thing of what this game does well and the thing that i think differentiates it from contra because we've played a lot of contra games on this podcast we played the original contra we played contra 3 for super nintendo and we played contra hardcore on the sega genesis Mm -hmm. and in all those games you pick up different weapons throughout the game and it's like okay now i have the the laser or now i have the flamethrower or whatever In this game, you start off and you get to choose between one of four different weapons. You have a rapid fire gun. You have a gun that like does a lot of damage, but only for a short distance, a laser that goes through multiple enemies or like a homing missile gun. Mm. And then as you're playing, you can pick up secondary power ups that add and combine with the gun that you already have in different ways. And so it's like this really interesting power up system that differentiates this game from Contra. And I really liked that.
0: Yeah, I liked it a lot too. I have that same thing written down where it's like, I really gravitated towards the homing uh, projectiles and then you gravitated towards rapid rapid fire. fire. Yeah. And I started with like the lightning weapon, which goes through enemies And then when you mixed it with the homing uh, projectiles, it made this like square that would sit there and attack one enemy over and over and over again. But then when I got multiple homing projectiles, it would just shoot a bunch of bullets in all these different directions and attack a bunch of enemies. And so even the, the combinations of weapons make everything feel very different.
1: Yeah. And it kind of it's interesting because you could go through and replay this game multiple times with different weapon sets and really have a different experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I've only seen this system in a few other games, but I always really like it. I think uh, we watched. uh, We both checked out a video of the complete history uh, of Gunstar Heroes by a a guy named Slopes Game Room on YouTube, and he said that there's I think 14 different uh, combinations of weapons that you can get in this. That.
1: That sounds plausible. I'm not a math guy, so I'm not going to attempt to try to figure out all the different combinations, but that sounds plausible.
0: Yeah. So I played it with the homing uh, projectiles, but like you could get a lot of different play styles and, and a lot of like, I guess, quote unquote, replay value out of this if you wanted to just replay the game with different weapons.
1: Yeah. Another thing that makes this game really replayable is the fact that the beginning of the game, at least like the first half of it is very nonlinear. Yeah. It lets you choose between one of four different levels and you can start wherever you want. If it's like, man, I'm I'm always um, dying on this third level. I'm going to go and play the second level. You can choose whichever order you want to tackle those first four levels in. And I like that aspect of it, too.
0: Yeah, it feels like, because there's also... uh, So at the beginning of the game, you choose your weapon, and you can also choose, I think it's like fixed or free mode. Oh, yeah. With the aiming, where you can either like run and gun, or you can stand in place and and gun, and then you get to choose your level. So it feels like, on the whole, there's a lot of different ways where you can tackle this game where it's going to feel a little bit different every time you play it, and I like that a lot.
1: Now, I can't remember. In... In Contra, how does it work? Is it the fixed aiming or is it that free form where you can like run around and aim in different directions?
0: It's both because w- you in Contra you can hold a button to stop your character and still aim around. So yeah, I wish yeah. that would have been in this game, but unfortunately and even that adds like a new, another layer of um personalization uh to your play style because I gravitated towards the homing projectiles. Part of it was because I couldn't stand in one spot and aim. Yeah. And so it helped me just be able to run around the screen and dodge a lot more, whereas you were able to stand in one spot with with a fixed weapon and it really works a lot better. You didn't really need the homing projectiles because you would have been stopped and you would have been aiming anyways. And so certain weapons fit with uh, each individual aiming style a little bit better.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why I gravitated towards the rapid fire because I could just stand in one place, get locked on on a boss or on a, a powerful enemy and just keep blasting them with the rapid fire. So we definitely tuned um, the weapons and our aiming style to our own individual playstyles.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, another thing that I liked about this game is the health system. Yeah. At first we were surprised that it like went over 100 and I guess it's not really like revolutionary in any way. But we were surprised that you could get over 100 health, and then as you get these gems in this game, because that's the whole story of the game is you're
1: collecting these um, gems, infinity stones, chaos chaos emeralds. It's like every game in the early 90s. They were really into (laughs) collecting gems for some reason.
0: Every time you get one of those gems, you get another like 20 health on top of your health meter to start the level. So it was like 100, then 120, and all the way up to, I think, the last level we had, what, 200 or 220?
1: And the very last one, I think we started with 200. And I was like, oh, surely it must top out at 200. And then, nope, we picked up a health pickup, and now I'm at 220. And it's like, okay, well, I guess there is no upper limit, (laughs) which I kind of like. You can just get as powerful as you can.
0: Yeah, I like that, too. I like... This idea of if you play well, there's no limit on your health, which I almost feel like is a really good mechanic that more games should employ. Yeah. I mean, depending on the game and how much it would break the game. But I feel like a game like this, a Contra style run and gun shooter, like allowing the player to really stock health is uh, a really good idea.
1: It works really well in this game, too, because of the way that the continue system works, which is another thing that I have and what this game does well. There is a a continue system that if you die, it's not like, okay, you only get five continues and then you have to start the whole thing over. You die, you just start that level over again. But if you're playing two players like we are and one person dies, the person who died can come back in by stealing half of the other person's health. So if I die, which is usually what happened, and Dan still has 120 health left, I can hit the start button, come back in, and now we both have 60 HP, which I thought was really interesting. I don't really remember seeing that kind of uh thing in another game we've played
0: now you have the you have that part of the continue system and what the game does well yeah dealing half of your friend's health
1: this is the thing it made us be really strategic about the way that we played yeah whereas there's there's games where you have a certain number of lives and then you're just done yeah and you know that you know that has a different kind of strategy to it then there's games where you know um, maybe we have like a shared life pool and then that i always hate that in a co-op game because mm-hmm. then you have one person who's better and they're always like resentful towards the person yeah who's i know not that feeling really well jordan for some so, re- for some reason i felt like this was actually <laughs> a good balance because you know you could keep finding more health or if you you know clear a section and you get you get more health i could steal half of your health and come back in and it wasn't like I was ruining things for everybody because maybe you would die and then you could steal some of my health and I could repay the favor. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting and definitely a different system than what we're used to. So the the mo- the the
0: continue system is in the game over system. I like in this game. You don't have a certain number of continues to beat the game. If you die before a boss, maybe you'll hit a checkpoint or like there's some some levels have checkpoints. Like partway through, uh, it's not always kicking you back to the beginning of the level. You do lose your weapons when yeah. you continue, but a lot of the times there's a couple spots in each level where they'll drop weapons. Um, I like that. I like that they don't have lives, and I like the continue system. I actually, jumping ahead, uh, have stealing half of your friend's health in the what the game doesn't do so well. Oh, man. Now, listening to you talk about it, I'm like, yeah, okay, if I had to do that... Or a lives system, I think I might go with like a... Give everybody a couple lives and still have the nice continue system. Um, but it does add an interesting strategy to the gameplay about... Okay, my friend has 40 health left and the boss has, I don't know, 5,000 HP. Should I come in and help him whittle the, the HP or should I just trust him to be good enough to beat the boss? And it's like... It
1: adds something interesting to the game that I, I don't actually know if I like. See, I felt like it made us be really strategic. And now I'm sitting here thinking as you're talking, like, what other games could you apply this to? Because the first thing that pops in my head is we play a lot of Smash Bros. And and you're playing when you're playing team Smash Bros., you can come back in by stealing a person's life when you're gone. Yeah. But what if you had an option to tweak it and instead of like stealing their life, if they're on their last life, you come back in but you both have double the damage that the person who was left in. So, like, say you're in there, you got 50 damage, I hit the button, now we're both in, but we're both at 100 damage. Like, I feel like there could be some interesting yeah. uses of yeah. this mechanic in other games.
0: I don't disagree. Uh, this game took us two hours and 20-some-odd minutes, and I wonder if we would have had lives uh, just to easily make that decision to be able to come right back in at a boss or whatever, um, if it would have cut down that playtime, uh, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to think about at the very least. It is. Yeah. I have a couple more things on my list of what this game did. Well, a couple, a couple minor things, but, uh, things that I would write down nonetheless. Yeah. Even though you might not, because you hate my 10,000 points that I make every episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have the difficulty options. Yeah. Um, we don't know fully how the game changes based on the difficulty. According to that video that we watched, though, uh, some of the bosses behave differently, or I don't know if you have more health or less health. But uh, there's easy, normal, I think hard, and then very hard or something. Oh. Um. So that's a nice, a nice feature. Always, you know, what what do we play last that didn't even have the options? Zombies ate my neighbors. Yeah. Didn't have options. What's that about? Kind of have that's options. Ridiculous. Um, another thing that I have is the aerial moves. When you double tap jump, you kind of do, your guy was jump kicking. My guy was doing some kind of like belly flop glide thing. And you can actually damage enemies and bounce off walls. You can like hang from terrain. And um, playing in the air in this game is something that differentiates it from Contra quite a bit. Because it can really add another way of, of attacking things. And there's certain um, parts of the game where you actually have to, kind of do that. You can slide as well, which is nice. Um I think it's in uh Professor Black, whatever the the Black Stage. All the bosses are named after colors. And in the Black Stage you play this dice game. Oh yeah. And then there's one spot on the game board where you have to fight a boss without any weapons. Yeah. And so it kind of forces you to do that aerial stuff, and I kind of liked I just liked it. It was it was unusual and I I
1: liked it. It definitely does differentiate it from Contra. Um, in Contra, you definitely have some of the same stuff, like um, lots of jumping and, and hanging from like the ceiling or rafters yeah. and stuff in Contra, which this game did bring over. But the ability to be able to like, jump off of walls or to do those like jump kicks and sliding moves, those were definitely an interesting addition to the control scheme. You didn't think it was as much fun as I did? I thought jumping around. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think that because <laughs> my guy was the fixed aiming. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Since I chose fixed aiming, I wasn't moving around quite as much. I would strategically place myself oh. and then start blasting away. Whereas you were constantly moving because you had that free aiming style. So yeah. you would find yourself near the walls more often than I would. Now that you say that,
0: I realize that that just adds another layer to the play style yeah. that you can adopt with this game and, and really tackle it how you how you want. I like that. I like that. Uh, one last minor point that I have, which I don't know if it's worth saying or not, but I just have that it's a great co-op game. Yeah. Like just playing with a friend is like a lot of fun in this. And I don't know if it would be nearly as much fun by myself.
1: I don't think so either. I mean, the game is seems like it was built to be a co-op game. Like, Yeah. It, it leans into that, the fact that you have the strategy of sharing health. Um, even there's one level where you're doing the shoot 'em up thing. You're in a spaceship, one person's controlling the ship, one person's shooting. Mm-hmm. There's interesting ways that they they work in the co-op.
0: Yeah. The shoot 'em up level reminded me of Battletoads 2020, which I kind of appreciated.
1: Yeah, it wasn't quite <laughs> like it wasn't quite as smoothly done as that one. That was a really like they took that shoot 'em up level in the new Battletoads game, and it was really well polished. This one's yeah. not quite as polished, but it was fun. It was a definitely a good change of pace between the first four levels and like the boss gauntlet as like the second half of the game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you have anything else? Um, I, I this is just a real short thing. I really did love that there was cutscenes in this game. It lays out. <laughs> a, you get a little bit of story at the beginning, a little bit of story at the end, and you get some nice cutscenes with some nice animations. The translation is a little bit wonky, so you lose some of the story. We had to watch it like twice to kind of get what the story is. But I did appreciate them nonetheless, because I love me a good cutscene. I don't know what's happening in this game. It's so, it's just... (sighs) So as best as I can understand it, this is the story. (laughs) There's this weird golden robot god thing way out in space. And it throws some gems down to Earth that take control over almost everybody, but not the two protagonists for some reason or the like professor guy. And then you go around and you liberate everybody who's under the control of the mind gem things. And then once you've collected them all, you go blasting off into space and then fight the golden monster guy. I think.
0: Yeah, I kind know, of. I I got all that. It's just I'm looking at the cutscenes, I'm looking at the characters, and I'm like wondering about the Gunstar Heroes lore.
1: Yeah. I just I don't know about it. I don't know if it's what the game does well. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know. I definitely do not have the story down as what the game does well, but it's been so long since we played a game with just some like nice cutscene animations and this one had it. So I liked it. I actually do wonder how long it's been. I have no idea. Been, Is that it's been a while. <laughs> I found myself wanting for some nice 16-bit animation uh do you have anything else i think that's gonna be it for me
0: all right let's move on to what the game doesn't do so well all right the first thing that i have is that the game slows down a lot now you didn't notice this until the end, but I yeah. was noticing it all the way through. This game is uh, chaotic fun in the same way that like Contra Three is is pretty chaotic, um, but it really did slow down a lot uh, just when there's. I mean, there's so much going on. There's so many. You're shooting constant projectiles. There's enemies constantly flying on the screen. There's things blowing up. It's just. It's constantly moving quickly, um, and the game does not really perform super well.
1: Yeah, I th- it's really interesting because I didn't notice it until we were almost done playing, and they're like, are you serious? You thought I was being sarcastic, because so I was like, wow, this game hasn't really slowed down until this point, and you're like, are you an idiot? Because it's been <laughs> slowing down the whole time. Yeah. But uh, y- y- it's a good point that you make, because... I think that I was just having so much fun with it that I didn't really notice that it was slowing down until we got to a part where like I was able to take a little bit of a backseat and like watch more. I don't really know why I didn't notice, but it didn't seem to affect the amount of fun. It wasn't like River City Rampage where I felt like it was frustrating. River City it. Rampage,
0: your favorite
1: what? your favorite game. Why can't I ever? <laughs> what is the game called? River, River City, City Ransom. Ransom, <laughs> Ransom. Because they kidnapped the girl like in every Kunio Kun game. Okay. Okay. River City Ransom has a lot of slowdown and it did kind of defeat the fun of that game yeah. for me. This game, the slowdown is there, but it didn't defeat the fun of the game for me. Yeah.
0: To- I mean, totally like the, fu- the game did slow down like a lot of retro games do, but, uh, it didn't, it didn't ruin the experience, uh, which I just, I just happened to notice it the first time it was like, Oh, and then it happened like basically that every level it was happening. Um, you didn't notice it, but I was like, well, by today's standards, this is a lot of slowdown.
1: Yeah. But I mean, it didn't ruin the gameplay. No. Do you want to know what the uh, worst part of the game experience was for me? Um, let me guess.
0: I'm trying to think here.
1: Uh, I got nothing. I can't even. The worst part for me was just randomly. When you are walking past your friend, you will throw them across the oh, screen. Oh, yes. I don't know. So, like, there's you a, will throw your friend. I don't know if this is because I had the fixed aiming <laughs> or what. Dan very rarely did this to me. But anytime he would walk past me when I was shooting, my guy would grab him and throw him across the screen. Which, Usually into danger. Yeah. It doesn't actually do damage to your co-op partner unless you happen to throw them into a pit or into somebody who's firing. Or some and, lasers or a boss. I think you can actually use it like as an offensive weapon. Like if I threw you at a boss one time and you did a ton of damage to it. I don't know if that was like just <laughs> happened to be good timing and we shot him at the same time or what, but I did not like, like, you needed a different combo. It shouldn't just be if you're shooting and pushing a direction and you walk past each other that you, you throw each other, because that was like the one thing that kept ruining the fun for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't, what button do you put it on? I mean, you've got a jump button, you've got a shoot button, and then you've got like a change weapons
1: button. Like, that mechanic wasn't super necessary. I feel like you could remove it.
0: Maybe, maybe,, uh, you did throw me to the top of the screen against a boss at one point, which I couldn't have gotten to otherwise,
1: yeah, but you fix that by putting a, a platform or a thing you can hang on.
0: I mean, sure, I just I think that maybe if we would have read the manual or something, we would know that that maybe there's a bigger point to the, the tossing mechanic. Plus, you need it to toss the dice in that one level. so.
1: That's true. You did need it in that one level. Speaking of the dice level, now there's this level where you go and it's like a board game screen and it kind of reminded me, this is like a super obscure retro game, but one that I really like, um, uh, Quiz and Dragons. Have you ever played Quiz and Dragons, Dan?
0: No, you've told me about this before. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's an interesting like arcade trivia game, but it's also mixed with like a fantasy RPG. Anyway, it kind of reminded me of that because you're just you're in the middle of this game and then all of a sudden you're at a board game and there's these yeah. giant dice. You throw the dice and depending on what you roll, you might get some health power-ups. You might find yourself uh, in a fight. You might find yourself being warped all the way back to the beginning of the board. Yep. And I really liked the concept, but yeah. it took way too long because the dice, instead of being one through six was uh, it was six-sided dice, but it had one through three twice. So you were always only moving one, two, or three spots. And the yeah. whole thing seemed like it took twice as long as I really wanted it to.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, th- I love the concept of that level. Yeah. And there's a lot of things in this game where it's just like, man, this is a really unique experience that I haven't had in most other games I've ever played. Um, but that dice level in particular was like, this is a really unique idea that I like a whole lot. But with that said, it did feel like it took forever, especially because in co-op, it's one player going, and then he goes and fights his the, a boss, or he has to like escape a maze or something, yeah, random. And then the other player goes, and the and then it's just a back and forth. And so that level probably did take. I don't know if it was twice as long as every other level, uh, but it took a while, and I was I was glad
1: to be done with it. One interesting part about that level, I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff that I liked. It just wasn't executed super well. But something that was really interesting is that when you rolled the dice and you had to fight a boss or or complete a a maze or whatever, you had to do it by yourself. And it was like the one time in the game where it wasn't co-op, which was interesting because we each had our own little challenges. Mm. The downside was since the dice only rolled one, two, or three, we pretty much ended up covering... I think all but two spaces on the entire board game because one or the other (laughs) of us was landing on every spot. Right. Right.
0: Oh man. Uh, I have a few other things that kind of, they kind of go together. Um, I mentioned that the game is like chaotic and there's just not constant craziness going on. Um, A couple things with that. One is the the throwing your friend constantly. Uh, Two is like sometimes I have no idea why I'm getting hurt or what's hurting me because sometimes the enemies, like you don't get hurt from touching enemies. Yeah. Like sometimes they're attacking you, sometimes they're not, and there's so much going on all the time that it's like hard to just know what's going on. And then the last little thing I have with that point is like sometimes the game is hard on the eyes. Um, because of all this stuff going on or because it's got weird 3D effects that are like spinning checkerboards. Yeah. Like, oh, what am I looking at? Um, so I feel like all of these points are like, this game is very chaotic and sometimes that can be unpleasant.
1: We can uh, keep our streak of complaining about the the windscreen. The credits <laughs> in this had like a really strange 3D flickering texture that was not pleasant on the eyes. <laughs> It's like, I beat the game. Give me something good to look at. Zombies ate my neighbors, and now this one. It's like, we're just getting too good at these games. We want to be rewarded. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should just... point out, we beat this game on normal. Like, a lot of times we will we'll start on normal, and then we will quickly hit a wall and realize, like, we need to record an episode. Like, we're gonna have to go down to easy <laughs> mode. But, we beat this whole game on normal mode, so um, I kind of wish uh, I didn't have a nauseating windscreen to look at. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: I do. I didn't write it down, but um, I do kind of feel exhausted after playing this game. I mean, I, it, it was over two hours, yeah. And so it's a bit long for a chaotic run and gun sort of experience. Uh, I'm not. I don't feel like Streets of Rage three exhaustion, where I'm like, I just don't ever want to do that again. But I'm like, glad we beat that one. Glad I'm. I'm. I can take a break now.
1: Yeah, my eyes are a little bit sore now that you say that. <laughs> it was good like there was times when i said like i like how wacky and wild this is and like kind of comparing it to contra hardcore where you have like that insane wackiness going on but this game um, actually allows you to beat it it's not insanely hard so that was a nice little difference between this and contra hardcore
0: (laughs) a nice change of pace for a lot of retro games
1: yeah um
0: do you have anything else I do not. I have a couple of question marks. Okay, let's hear them. Uh, I'm not sure if I like the art style. What do you you think about the art style here? It was unique, but I don't know if it's good or not.
1: So I actually really like the art style aside from one really important thing, and that is the protagonists are super goofy looking. They look... (laughs) You needed a little bit more heroic-looking protagonist. I liked the design of, like, the overall style of the game. I liked the goofiness of the bad guys. Um, It really did have that contra-hardcore kind of, like, cartoony vibe. Yeah. But the protagonists just, I don't know, they didn't feel like heroes to me because they're these weird, like, little hunchback dudes with no necks. And so it makes it hard to, like, embrace them as, like, iconic classic characters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, I was looking at it, trying to figure out what I thought about it. Cause I'm like, this isn't, it's not bad, but it's not like, man, this game looks really cool. It It's, it looks unique, but I, I'm like trying to figure out if it's actually good or bad, or if it's just completely neutral.
1: There's definitely good things and bad things. I think when they tried to lean too hard into the like 3d stuff, I didn't love it. There's this weird, like vector man kind of looking uh a boss that's made out of crates and it just looked out of place and there was a few like random 3d sections that just like made me think of batman forever (laughs) which i don't have any fond memories of that game we'll Um, have to fix that
0: maybe we'll play that uh all right we (laughs) are we did it no no (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah which is also a game with just way too much stuff going on trying to do too much 3d stuff in a 2d game yeah 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 you got a you got an m bison the
0: the big bad guy is basically m bison or whatever um you got a guy who's like constantly flexing he's got huge muscles he's like in camo i'm like what is this what is what is going on here
1: yeah i yeah i don't know i mean you can put that in what the game doesn't do well is that like they have a story. It's just so confusing that you don't have any clue what's actually happening. Yeah. Like, are these good guys? Are these bad guys? Are they under mind control and they're on your team? Or the, wait, <laughs> wait. These guys are. These guys are good guys. Yeah. Especially when you see the ending and you're like you watch the opening cutscene and you're like, oh, this. There's three of us. We're all on the same team. And then all of a sudden, one of you is is a bad guy. And then at the end, he does this like self-sacrificial thing to save the day. And you're like very confused about what's happening in the story yeah very confused yeah. about the different characters and why they're there
0: Green Gohan saves the day yes uh, last question mark music I feel like very middle of the road not not terribly impressed I feel like in some places it added to the chaos but overall it just how did how did you feel any particular way about the soundtrack uh,
1: I honestly couldn't even hum you a single bar from this game <laughs> I do, like, which is not a bad thing because nothing was making me angry or being like wow this is this is bad um but i i don't even remember was there music in this game <laughs> yes there was it was yeah it was
0: it was there apparently <laughs> so apparently some of the team from contra 3 worked on this they didn't poach the composer though no, or that's else the that probably would have been a whole different story.
1: Hi, man, you spend all those years working at Konami, making great games with great soundtracks, and then you go make your own studio and make this game, which is a great game. Yeah. But you forgot that you forgot the epic soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, it, it could be worse. You could certainly ruin a game with a bad soundtrack. I feel like,
0: in all of my poking around the internet in all of my years. I've never seen a thread talking about the Gunstar Heroes soundtrack.
1: No, I I feel like it's one of those things there's so much stuff visually happening in this game that you don't even, like... Maybe your senses can't handle the audio. (laughs) It just bleeds into everything else. I do remember, like... The funny thing is I do remember some of, like, the sound effects. Like, the M. Bison character who, like, kept yelling the same thing over and over. Like, I remember that... (laughs) I just don't remember actually hearing any audible melody.
0: All right. So I guess the soundtrack with the game doesn't do well slash mediocre.
1: Yeah, it was very middle of the road. Yeah,
0: I guess. Not bad. Eh. No. Five, five out of ten.
1: It's <laughs> like when you're driving down the highway and you stop at one of those travel plazas and you hear some music playing over the soundtrack or like hearing over the... the, the the speakers while you're like walking in to use the bathroom and go to the vending machine but you don't really you don't really notice it but it's there (laughs) like they couldn't afford a license for the top 40 music and it's just like some random thing that you've you've never heard before so it doesn't make you like realize that that it's happening but there was some sort of audio playing or else you would have been the quiet noise of all the toilets flushing and the guy (laughs) making french fries at the burger king Oh,
0: all right. I think we can, uh, I think we can move on. So, Jordan, uh, what would you pay? For the experience that you had with Gunstar Heroes,
1: this is actually a game that I wouldn't mind picking up on the Switch. Um, I have a Sega Genesis, but it doesn't work. Like I, I've, yeah, none of my games working. I don't know what's going on with it. But I wouldn't mind playing this game on the Switch. I wouldn't mind actually checking out the Game Boy Advance version of this game. Yeah, uh, like the sequel or whatever, just because I, I'm interested in playing some more Gunstar Heroes. Yeah. It was fun. I like the run-and-gun style of game, but I dislike how hard um, Contra usually is, and that's yeah. my main point of reference for this genre. So I could see myself paying, like, six bucks for this if it popped up on the Switch. Wow. Yeah.
0: So it's part of the Sega Genesis Classics on the Switch, PS4. But then you get a
1: whole bunch so, of other stuff. Yeah, but you get, like, Streets
0: of Rage 3. You get... <laughs> you get
1: <laughs> That's what you're going to sell the collection with. <laughs> For after you've played some Gunstar Heroes and your eyes are really sore, what you're going to want to do is put on some Street Rage 3, go to the rave level, crank up your speakers and put your eyeballs right against the screen and you will pass out in a matter of 13 seconds. <laughs> nonetheless, you could probably get that collection for
0: 15 to $20, I think. I don't know what it's, its sale price usually is. There was a lot of games in that
1: collection. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think there's 50.
1: Maybe I'll have to throw that on my like wish list on yeah. the eShop and then they'll send me an, an email if it ever goes on sale. Like if that dropped down to like 10 bucks, I could see me picking it up.
0: Oh yeah. That's, that's a worth it for sure. Yeah. Um. So you, you're saying six bucks.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I feel good about it, but like not like, you know. You feel 3 times better about this game than you do
0: about our normal gaming sessions.
1: I yeah, that seems accurate.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun as well. Uh my gut here is saying like 20 22. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, which almost tracks with I mean, it's not 6 times more than you say, <laughs> which is usually about right, but you know, about 4 times more. Than, yeah. Than, than, wait no what oh yeah yeah no okay
1: this is twice now in a single episode that you've tried to make me think about math uh yeah i'm like 20 22 bucks on this one i feel like it's a
0: great game i feel like i wouldn't mind going back to it again yeah um with a friend uh i feel i don't feel like negative about it at all like a lot of these games leave a bad taste in our mouth Um, I don't have a bad taste in my mouth with this one
1: at all. I feel really similar. I actually had a hard time like coming up with like things that were bad other than like the throwing thing, which was instantly on my list. Yeah. I I just had a hard time figuring out other things because I had such a good time with it.
0: I feel like if you caught me in a, on a day where I had just gotten paid and my mood was like a 10 out of 10, I would be saying like $30. Oh yeah. That's Uh, true. As I'm like sitting here going, yeah, 20. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> if I was in a particularly saucy mood, it would be closer to the
1: thirty dollar mark. If I had just won the lottery and I had no worries or cares or debts in the world, you would still I, pay six dollars for this Jordan paying uh three thousand dollars for this game. <laughs> Jordan, we've played that game. Remember when no, I no, used no, to no. give you unlimited money not and for you were me. like uh two dollars, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, is I was doing my impression of you. For me, it doesn't matter how much money I have. The game is an objective $6. (laughs) Some people see the world subjectively. their, Their moods and whims change their opinions on things. For me, I know in my heart of hearts, deep down inside, that this game is worth $6. Somehow, you get
0: more enjoyment out of a temporary burrito. Which is gone in a short period of time than you do out of a game that you could play over and over again
1: over a long period of time. Let's be honest. I'm not going to play this game ever again. (laughs) (laughs) In two weeks, you're going to have a new game for me to play, and this game will be almost completely erased from my mind. But the memory of that burrito will last on. (laughs) Those calories will become part of me and will be the thing that powers me through the rest of the week.
0: All right, Jordan. Whatever, man. You make no sense. <laughs> All right. So what do you think that this one is uh, is going
1: for okay. on, on eBay? slash so, price charting today. Uh, this is hard because it is a game that I never even heard of before this. Yes. Game. But it is a game that is on so many lists. Yeah. Um, that video that we watched about the history of this game made it sound like there weren't a ton of them that actually, like, got put on shelves in North America and Europe. Like, it was big in Japan, but, like, maybe didn't have the same appeal over here, which, like, all of those things are combining to make me think that this game is worth more than it should be, just based on, like, supply and demand. Demand is very high, but supply is maybe low. So I'm gonna think, like, maybe 30 one dollars is where this one's coming in at that's not a bad guess and i i feel like while there's there's
0: some some uh your logic is somewhat sound but then you think about games like super metroid where there's plenty of those and that game's going for i think 40 to 50 dollars
1: yeah but there's like a very big difference between a franchise like metroid which is like not necessarily wide um, you know, cultural appeal, but definitely a very fanatic, uh, niche appeal. It has a cult following.
0: Yeah. But I'm saying a a Nintendo first party game with plenty of supply and demand to go with it. Uh, this, this game less, I think the initial shipment was small and then they were like, oh, people like this game. So we're going to ship more.
1: Nintendo has a little bit different reputation as a developer than Treasure, you, who I heard you, of for the what are first you implying, time. today. Jordan? <laughs> I'm just saying Treasure is not a developer that I've ever heard of before like four hours ago. Uh
0: you you've never heard of Radiant Silver Gun? Uh no. Ikaruga.
1: The, uh no. Really?
0: Ikaruga? You just made that up. No. That's the guy. That is a popular that's a popular shoot 'em up. No. Yep, that's no. a game people like. How about Guardian Heroes?
1: That sounds like the most <laughs> generic PlayStation Two, uh, uh, Sega Saturn. Okay. <laughs> so it's that
0: one probably sells for like four hundred dollars. Oh, dude, I don't even want to know. Uh, somebody in the Discord um, was telling me about Panzer Dragoon, which goes for five hundred dollars loose on the Saturn. A, a, a loose disc a loose disc goes for 500 dollars. that's pure insanity I, yes uh yeah <laughs>
1: i don't even know i i have i, I just i have if you go way I back to the even. early episodes of this podcast i would frequently say that a loose disc would be worth pocket change <laughs> i think just growing up in the era like the Like, being in middle school in, like, the early 2000s, and everybody just had a stack of, like, 500 CDRs on their desk. Yeah. I just really have a low value of anything that comes on a disc. (laughs)
0: Uh, All right. So, anyways, $31. Uh, It's actually, Price Charging's got it at $37.
1: Wow. Yeah, so... Okay, uh, so my 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 thought process was right. I just didn't go high enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. So thirty-seven dollars. Now, do you want to take a stab, Jordan, at what the Mega Drive version of Gunstar Heroes goes Ooh, for? In
1: there, okay, in, the, in those pal regions. If the pal tax we got to be hitting eighty-four dollars. Not a bad guess. Ninety-four. Ninety-four dollars. <laughs> Hashtag pal tax. <laughs> Trying to get that trending. Oh yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. uh, Wow. $94. That's nuts. Yep. Yep. This is a fun game. It's a good two and a half hours with your friend. Yeah. You can go to Disney World for $94. (laughs) I don't think that's... You can get a single day off-season one park pass for $94. And not eat anything or... (laughs) <laughs> well, you're going to pay money to eat food whether you're at
0: Disney World or not. Yeah, but at Disney you got that Disney tax which is like four times the cost of food anywhere else. But when
1: you're on vacation, money isn't real. It's, oh. it's like you don't have to worry about it. Just don't look at the bank account. Gosh. Uh this is when you put in the We are not financial advisors. Don't take any of this advice.
0: Right. Yeah. Anyways, it's $37, Jordan. Worth it or worthless?
1: Um, (laughs) this is the thing. No, I wouldn't pay that much for it. You can get it for much less than that in an assortment of different collections. I know for a fact.
0: Well, what if you're, what if you only have a CRT, Jordan, and you really like playing on original hardware?
1: If you are the kind of person that has kept a CRT to play on the original hardware, you are are also (laughs) the kind of person that doesn't bat an eye at a $37 retro game. I guess it depends. It depends. Because I bat an eye at a $37 retro game. I don't play on a CRT, but I'm into the hobby. No, no, no. You are a collector. You like retro games, but you are not on the same level as the people who only play on a CRT with the, like, 6-inch cable so they can be right up in front of the TV. It's
0: not a 6-inch cable. That was only the NES Mini. Okay. Which was, like, a quarter of the length of an NES controller
1: for some reason. For me, no, I got to say don't don't buy it at that price. Find it in a collection for much less and it's a good game, it's worth playing, but 40, bu- I mean, at that price you're you can buy a modern game. Uh,
0: yeah. I'm having a hard time.
1: It's a great game. It is a great game, that doesn't mean that and the price it's going it- for is justified. That's the whole point of the podcast is to say that these games are good, but people are paying stupid amounts of money for them. <laughs> we kind of painted ourselves into a corner by naming it worth it or worthless this game is not worthless it has worth it's worth playing but it's worth less than that amount of money
0: all Uh, right jordan you win you've convinced me thank you i have to call it worthless
1: yeah but 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 i'm not happy about it it exists in a number of collections like there was like a playstation one disc you can get with this on it it seemed like no i think there was like a Japanese
0: ps2 collection it was like a Japanese treasure ps2 collection or something yeah
1: everyone's got those laying right. around. yeah
0: yeah yeah and I think that that same collection
1: comes with like the prototype version of gunstar heroes and I think it's got the game gear version as well does this come on the uh the sega classic mini thingy
0: um I feel like it does if it, I, I it does so
1: you could buy two of those for the price of one cartridge. What are you talking about? Aren't those like 20 bucks? No, that's like the PS1 Classic. <laughs> 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 no, the Genesis
0: many people really like.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, was it like 40 bucks? Uh, I got it for 50. I don't okay. know what
0: it's going for now. It was like on sale. So I don't know if the price is permanently dropped or if it's back to, I think, the full price of 80. Either way, at the full price of 80, I call. I think I still call that thing worth it. So anyways... Womp, womp. Gunstar Heroes, worthless. Still a great game.
1: Still a great game. Find it and play it a different way. Find it at Goodwill. There you go. Goodwill's (laughs) too good about Googling things these days. They've heard about Google now. Yeah. They know not to put games out for less than they're worth. Right. Seems like half of the books and video games on the internet are being sold by Goodwill. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on. Jordan, Jordan, do we have some trivia today? we got a, a couple trivia questions. We actually had a lot of people submit things, but then a lot of them were things that I knew you already knew, so I tried uh, to pick a couple that I haven't heard you explicitly men- mention today. So our first one, uh, I think you know part of this, but maybe I'll trick you with half of it, comes from at Game Boy Camera on Instagram, and they ask, Gunstar Heroes went by a number of names during development. Which of these was not considered so we know that it ended up as gunstar heroes Mm. but it was also known by a couple different names so which one of these three was not considered lunatic gunstar blade gunner or gun gun color battle stadium oh it's it's the third one yeah and yeah you, you the, the video that we watched uh, talked about it being called Lunatic Gunner, and earlier in the development it was called Blade Gunner, which is actually yeah. pretty clever, although the aesthetic of the game could not be more different from Blade Runner. So, and there's no blades in this game, so that just doesn't make any sense. Mm, mm. But if this was, like, darker, I could see him going with Blade Gunner. All right, this one comes from at megamix.remix on Instagram. Gunstar Heroes was only Treasure's second game as a studio. What was the first game they created? Was it treasure master on nes mcdonald's treasure land adventure for genesis or the blues brothers for super nintendo i believe it was a mcdonald's treasure
0: land adventure
1: yeah i gotta wonder did they get their name as treasure studios from mcdonald's treasure land adventures i have no idea it's kind of funny they 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 were all working at uh konami together or a bunch of them were anywhere and they came up with this like dream game that they wanted to make and they went and pitched it to Sega, and Sega was like, no, how about you make this McDonald's game for us first? <laughs> and if it turns out all right, you guys can make your, your Contra knockoff. And they made, they made the McDonald's game. I have no idea if it's, if it's good or not, but they made it. I think they it have exists. a pretty
0: good reputation. Um, I think they're one of those studios that a lot of people have a,
1: a lot of love for. So
0: I would imagine their McDonald's game is probably good.
1: I just, like, I can't even imagine what a McDonald's game on the Genesis would entail. You never played McKids on the NES? Uh, no. There was multiple McDonald's-themed video games? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's another podcast for another day. Wow. They're like, we've the already McDonald's cornered- The McDonald's episode. <laughs> we've already cornered the market on unhealthy food for children. What if we also cornered the market on unhealthy habits, video game habits? I don't like what you're implying, Jordan. I'm just saying, in the 90s, everyone was all about video games are evil. They're, they're ruining the brains of the children's. Actually, this was back when video games were evil, but fast food was still okay. And then later in the 90s, we realized it was actually the other way around. Video games were okay, and fast food was what was killing all the kids. <laughs> Anyways... Yeah, so congrats, Dan. You uh, you got both of them right, and you crushed the hopes and dreams of Game Boy Cameragram and Megamix.remix. But don't worry, both of you. We will send you some stickers in the mail. I will be in contact to get your addresses.
0: All right, Jordan, moving on to our bounty segment. We have an October winner.
1: Yes, we have a winner for our uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors giveaway. And we had a whole bunch of entries. I think this actually might have been our most entries we've ever received on a bounty. But our winner this month of your choice on Sega or Super Nintendo, Zombies Ate My Neighbor, our winner is Drew Langfelder. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats, Drew. We asked, uh, you know, you had a couple opportunities to submit entries. And Drew's favorite Halloween type spooky game was House of the Dead, which is a really scary game.
0: I, so one of the weird unpopular Dan things that I I enjoy, uh, PlayStation Move, a lot of, a lot of great light gun shooters on PlayStation I love light gun games. I know, but PlayStation Move, not very popular. The Wii was huge and then PlayStation put out a version and people didn't really care. Okay. Even though it's pretty good, uh, house of the dead three and four and, um, overkill are games that are on ps3 that i enjoy quite a bit i think you can also
1: play those on the wii
0: probably probably
1: probably don't look as nice yeah yeah i just remember being a kid in the arcade and like playing those games and being super scared yeah so i would (laughs) not want those in my house so drew when you get too spooky too scared of playing house of the dead you can go play some not so scary zombies ate my neighbors and we will be in touch scary for a different reason Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: too true uh, all right, so moving on to our November bounty. Yeah. Now November is my birthday month, and so I'm I'm thinking that November is going to kind of be birthday themed for Dan, and so there's going to be a couple ways that you can enter this, and actually a couple bounties. Uh, so first bounty. We're giving away a copy of Hyperstone Heist on the Sega Hyper Genesis. Hyperstone
1: Heist, our very first episode.
0: I forgot. Yeah, that's a good point. Our very first episode and the very best game on the Sega Genesis.
1: Yeah, and uh, not a cheap game either, might I add. <laughs> you are, you're winning not you're Winning a- something that is uh, <laughs> worth it for you to win, yeah. even if it's
0: not worth it to buy. <laughs> not a $2 game.
1: For Jordan, no.
0: Um, to enter this one, uh, the main entry is just give us your one of your favorite birthday gaming memories, whether that's a game you got for your birthday or like gaming at birthday
1: parties, or just like maybe you were at your birthday in 1997. And you remember opening up that N64, whatever it is for you. Send us your favorite gaming birthday memory in a direct message on Instagram or Twitter. And you can find us there at W I O W podcast, or you can send us an email at worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com. But don't worry. That's not all we're giving away this month. We've got some more prizes. Now, hold on, Jordan. Oh, all right. there
0: is a way that people can get a bonus entry in this month's podcast bounty. Ooh. Uh, we got a little, this one's a little more bounty. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. The bounty hunt. Um, if you can tell us what I bought myself for my birthday last year. Which I've talked about, obviously, around this time last year on the podcast. And yes. I've mentioned it periodically since then. But if you know what I got myself for my birthday last year, we'll give you a bonus entry in this month's bounty.
1: So if you are one of the people who have binge listened the entire show recently, you may remember that little nugget. Maybe you want to go digging back to last November and see, what did Dan buy himself and earn yourself a second entry? You can send us a DM with that answer at those same places.
0: Yeah. Now, moving on, our second bounty. We, uh, we finally launched our Discord. Yeah. It's been awesome, hanging out, talking retro games, meeting a bunch of awesome people. Yeah. I've been having a lot of fun in there. Um, we're giving away a Nintendo slash retro gaming swag bag uh, for Discord users. Um, Discord is another way that you can just generally enter our bounties. By chatting on Discord, you can level up. And then as you level up more and more, you can earn up to three extra bounty entries. So to enter to win that swag bag, you just have to chat enough to earn an extra bounty entry. And then you will be entered to win uh, some NES coasters, uh, Mario artwork, uh nes lanyard and we actually have a couple of special prizes to add to this month's giveaway as well
1: yeah a really awesome company called gamer hats you can find them on instagram at gamer hats has donated a couple hats and a whole bunch of really cool keychains there's a an n64 hat and a super nintendo hat and some uh, really cool retro gaming keychains and we're going to be giving those away all month in the discord so uh yeah we got some awesome prizes and if you want to find our Discord and get in on that conversation, it's it's you, know, you can uh, talk about retro video games and win some cool prizes all at the same time. All you have to do is look in the show notes for this episode or check out our Linktree address, which you can find on our social media. And you click on that and you will find our Discord. You can join it, start chatting about retro games, modern games, whatever. We're in there talking about all sorts of stuff. Come on in, and just for chatting and hanging out, you can win some cool prizes.
0: Mm -hmm. And I will also be doing a few random giveaways throughout the month just to celebrate my birthday, because Hobbit birthday, why not? Yes. Um, So, you know, just hopping in there, you may find that you can win, I don't know, an eShop gift card or something random, Um, but it's worth checking out.
1: Man, this is making me think for my birthday next month, I might just have to give out some $2 bills. I think I have some
0: that I can donate to the cause. (laughs) Uh, Other than our bounty, Jordan, we are doing Extra Life. I think it's the weekend after this episode comes out. So if you're listening to it right when it comes out, November 14th, we will be streaming uh, at twitch.tv slash WIOW podcast, trying to raise money for a local children's hospital. Uh, So hopefully you can come hang out Donate if you're able, and uh, just watch us play some podcast
1: games. It should be pretty funny um, because we are not great at video games. Uh, Speak for yourself. Well, I'm not great at video games. <laughs> we'll be playing through the games that we've been covering on the show all throughout our, our history of the show. If you want to pop in and be like, hey, you guys should play Battletoads, we'll say, hey, you should not do that to us <laughs> if you care about our mental sanity. Oh,
0: Battletoads 2020? Sure. Yeah. Got it. Covered it on the podcast. Fair game.
1: game, Literally.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, Jordan, next episode. So this episode, Gunstar Heroes, was actually one of the the most requested community episodes. We've heard people in the past request it. And when we asked for community episodes, Gunstar Heroes was one of the front runners. So... That's how this episode happened. Uh, Our next episode, we're kind of combining some of the other sort of things that we saw of like party slash holiday games, like games that are good maybe to break out with your family, like Christmas or Thanksgiving or stuff like that. So that will be the next episode. So if you, I don't know, want to hit us on social media or on Discord and be like, You guys need to talk about this party game or just like remind us of some stuff. Um, That's going to be coming up in a couple weeks.
1: Yeah. Over the next two weeks, we'll be researching and figuring out what we're going to feature in our next episode. If you're like, man, you guys cannot miss out on this party game. This is what my family loves to play when we get together. Let us know and we will take a look at it and we may mention it on the podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you have anything else, Jordan? I
1: think that's going to be it for me today
0: all right guys as with everything every episode uh all of the relevant links for videos research all that stuff and music will be in the podcast description um if you make music please let us know and maybe we can check it out and feature it on the show uh today's music segment is going to come from jacobi Jokabi. I never Jokabi. Jokabi. I never jacobi 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 his real name is
1: Jacoby. his music name is jacobi <laughs> it's very confusing he's yeah. great at making music F-
0: fantastic um we featured him on the show before. Uh, he put out an, uh, an album called Chiltendo, which is very, very good. My son actually fell asleep to it the other night when I was like in bed listening to it. Um, this track is called Game Over, and I hope that you guys enjoy it.
1: It's one of my favorites off the album.
0: Guys, thank you so much for listening. That's going to wrap up the show. We will see you in the next one. See ya.
1: Bye.